Welcome home to the Grad School Soul Collective, where we educate and empower black and brown grad students on their doctoral journey. Here's our host, Alyssa J. So today we are going to talk about um, forming your dissertation committee, forming your dissertation committee. Um, your committee is really um, the group of people that are going to guide you through the dissertation process, um, the phase, the dissertation phase, and they're the ones that are going to unanimously approve um, you moving forward and getting those three letters um, when you defend your proposal. Um, and they are also going to be doing the approving when you start out your journey, your proposal, or your um, pros prospectus. Um, they are faculty, and essentially, they serve as advisors, um, coaches, critical colleagues, and for some, they are also gatekeepers and judges. And we do not want that, but it happens. I know folks that uh, it has happened to. And so you want to choose wisely. So today we're going to talk about that. Um, choosing your dissertation com um, committee, forming the committee, what are the kinds of things that you should be um, thinking about and doing um, in order to get the right the committee that you need uh, for your success. So first of all, when the heck should you start thinking about who might be on your dissertation committee? Um, if you are in a traditional program, and I'm going to, this talk today is going to be around that lens. So if you are in a right-as-you-go program, this talk is not really going to be for you. It's really for folks who are in more of a traditional program. So after your first year, um, you should really start to um, have some idea of who your prospects are. You should begin the process of thinking about who might potentially in the future be on your committee. And what are some things you should be thinking about? Um, the first thing is um, who has similar research interest that you have? Um, what are the kinds of things that, that you're drawn to that you've been um, researching in the past or that you're really interested in in researching in the future and who um, among the faculty, whether they are directly in your, um, you know, in your department or they could be even in an adjacent department. Um, they, they could be somewhere else on campus and maybe they're doing um, the same type of research that, that you're really interested in. Find out who those folks are and what their research entails. Um, you also want to make sure that your committee um, represents a range of expertise. And um, in order to get an idea of who whose expertise, who has expertise where, um, you want to survey. You want to survey the faculty. You want to know their specializations. You want to know the areas um, that they, you know, their methodological approaches that they use. Um, you, how can you do this? How the heck can you do this? You can attend departmental seminars um, to learn more about faculty members' interests. You can, of course, go to their web pages. Um, you can look and see if there are. Um, I know in the university I'm at, we have kind of a newsletter that comes out that talks about the the things that 
folks are doing. So you could do a quick survey of that as well. And you can also have some really informal, short conversations um, with um, the folks that are the culture keepers that are in the department, especially if you're going physically in person, you can check in and say, hey, you know, can you tell me a little bit, do you know about the types of things that they're doing? And all of these things in tandem are really going to give you um, that knowledge that you need to know um, what the range of expertise is, okay? And of course, as you're going through your um, course sequence, you're also going to have um, a solid understanding of um, the background and the interests because they'll tell you. And if they don't tell you, and they're going to tell you. But if you want to know more, you should always ask them. Folks love talking about themselves. They love it. And be genuine. Don't don't be buttering, you know, their bacon and bacon in their sausage and giving them all the grease. Don't do all that. But you definitely want to um, you want to find out what their interest is. Okay. So in addition to their interests, in addition to finding out about their frameworks, um, what methodologies they use, all of that stuff, um, you want to think about at a real basic level, who do you respect and who do you enjoy working with? Who do you respect? Because hopefully you're going to respect all of the faculty, but that who do you enjoy working with, you want to pay attention to who do you think you will enjoy working with. And if you're not sure who you might enjoy working with, again, after that first year, you want to start to think about what are some opportunities, either by way of small projects, either by way of um, some volunteer committees, um, by way of maybe informal gatherings. You want to start to get to know folks' ways of engaging with people, their communication styles. Um, you know, how do they react when they get upset? Have you seen them upset if they're kind of up back against the wall and they're not really at their best self? You want to see that so that you can, and of course, we don't want folks to be in a bad place. But what I'm saying is you want to have an idea of um, more than just one dimension of who your um you know, who these faculty, who these faculty are, because they're human, right? They're human, just like you and me. And so you want to get a sense of how they engage with others um, at a real basic level, because that's how they're going to engage with you. Okay. Um, another thing that you want to consider is that your committee might be three people at a minimum, typically. Um, it could be as large as four or five people. And you want to consider, right, that if you want a larger committee, that you want um, lots of different kinds of expertise, um, you want someone who has the same, you know, research interests, you want someone who has the same, um, who is a methodologist, you want someone who has the same uh, conceptual framework or um, theoretical framework issue, you want all these different folks, right? Um, you want to consider, are there conflicting personalities? Um, are there some things that are there that might bleed into their ability to collaborate and talk to each other? Because believe you me, if you have folks on your committee, the more folks you have, the more personalities you have, the more collaboration um, they're going to be engaged in. Um, and, and we know when you get more personalities in the room that sometimes there's a little bit of tension there. And so if you know 
that there is um, stated or not stated, but known um, concerns with you know, two different people that are in your committee, that might signal that there might be a problem for you, unintentional problem for you in the future. So you want to keep that, you want to keep that in mind. Okay. Um, another thing is that you want to consider inviting faculty members from other departments or universities to join your committee. Sometimes uh, you will not have folks at your institution who um, have the really, really specific research interests that you have. And they're amazing folks, but you might want someone who's a little more specialized. And if they're not at your university, you're going to want to begin, one, you're going to, as you're surfing, surveying the literature and the landscape and understanding the field and understanding where your research is situated within the field, you're going to start to see who those people are and which institutions or universities that, you know, that they're at. And you want to begin to attend events. You want to begin to reach out to those faculty who you admire, um, who you've learned from their work. You want to be in the spaces where they're presenting. You want to go up to them afterward and and uh, speak to them. You want to email them. If you're reading and, and they've uh, some of the research or scholarship has really helped you in some way or made you think differently in some way, you want to reach out to them. You want to make sure that you are cultivating and watering a relationship so that if you decide that you want to ask them to be on your committee, that they know something about you, that they have talked to you, that they know who you are. Um, and um, in that case, they'll be more likely to agree to serve on your committee. If you just, you know, reach out to them cold, um, they might be very, very busy. They might have other folks who are asking them as well. And you want to be a person that stands out to them um, because really you're eventually going to be um, in the field as their colleague, right? And so uh, that's the hope. That's the hope. And so you want to keep that in mind, okay? Um, and you can also ask other faculty members in your department for introductions if they know these individuals. Um, I know that I have a couple of um, conferences that I always go to every year. And please, please, please know that sometimes those smaller conferences are more intimate and you have more of an opportunity to have more one-on-one -on -one, um, conversations with folks. So please don't discount those, even if they're not um, kind of the larger spaces, okay? And um, of course, check in with faculty about their current load of advisees and graduate students that they're already serving on committee, committees on. Why am I saying that? Because there are often ebbs and flows. Um, in some years, faculty have heavier loads and some years they have lighter loads. And they may say, hey, I've got a really heavy load. I've got, you know, three or four folks that are, that are getting done and I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be in a better place um, at, you know, this time next year. And if you're a person where you're going to start looking or start formulating, you know, a year from now where you're going to know, okay, I can circle back to those faculty. Okay. Um, and just please know that for a committee member who has uh, a heavier load, when you get to the 
to the time where you've actually formed your committee, um, you're, you, you are formalizing, you've got the paperwork, you've talked to them, uh, you've got all those, all the, the components and who you want and they've agreed and all that good stuff. You want to start thinking about who is going to be a reader versus who's going to be a chair. And if you have a, a faculty member who has a heavier load, um, they might be better suited to be, a, to be a reader. And you can always check in with them, have meetings with them, ask them very, very specific questions, but they will not have that kind of heavier responsibility um, of being the chair, which comes with more time investment, more ongoing and consistent feedback loops. And it has nothing to do with them caring about you, you being, you know, the, the, the everything really has to do with their capacity, with just so many hours in the day, so many responsibilities. And please know that um, you can get supported in a way that's really, really meaningful without someone specifically being um, your chair. And so um, the process, just to kind of pull us back together. Um, the process of doing a dissertation is already a huge, huge undertaking. Um, and your dissertation committee is there to support you, to guide you, to give you critical feedback. And having the right committee members can make all the difference. And so please choose wisely. Um, think about some of these things that I've talked about today and um, and start earlier. Um, you know, you're not going to really solidify them until you're done with your coursework, you've um, completed your, your comps, and um, you're kind of moving into that phase. But you want to have done a lot of this legwork and kind of um, mapped out what have you learned? Um, who are the options that you have in place? If you need to do some more of that outreach, you want to have time and space to do that outreach so that you can make a decision that works best for you. So thanks everybody so much for um, being, being here and uh, I'll see you next time.